Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And as always, if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can get new free content every week. Or if you want more support and at the same time be able to support us, then you can also join our paid membership to take part in all our online networking events, come to our business clinics, get support in our mentorship forums, or even study our a vegan marketing course and it's all our paid members that enable us to keep recording this podcast every week and putting out all our free content and just generally doing everything we can to support vegan businesses worldwide so if you like what we're doing then go check out our membership too In today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk about how to work with vegan influencers to promote your business or your product. Now, you might not actually be completely sure what that term influencer actually means. You might have heard it used in the news, perhaps, to talk about, you know, these young people earning millions playing video games on YouTube or those that travel around the world posting photographs of themselves on Instagram. But the truth is... An influencer is just someone who has brought together an audience of people who are interested in a specific topic. And this audience, they look up to the influencer as an expert on that topic, meaning the person has influence over their audience, hence the term influencer. And these influencers, they don't have to have huge audiences and they don't always make a lot of money doing it. You might even be an influencer yourself, but you just never call yourself one. You might be able to make a suggestion or share your knowledge with your own audience. And even if that's only a couple of hundred of people at the moment, and if they take that advice or act on your recommendation, then you have influence over their decisions. I'm acting as an influencer now. You're listening to this podcast to get my advice on vegan business. Or maybe you're just needing something to put you to sleep, but I'm going to stay optimistic on that one. But there is a good chance that I am actively influencing your decisions with the advice that I'm given. So if I was now to recommend a product or an app, if you're a loyal listener, then there's a good chance you would at least go and take a look at it. And that influence is very valuable to businesses looking to sell to those audiences. The influencers who really make money out of it are those that talk to hundreds of thousands or even millions of people who all look up to them as someone who knows a lot about that subject or whose opinion or life view they value. Because then... Not only do they have an audience, but they are trusted conduits to the audience too. And if a company is selling a product that is of interest to a specific audience, then an endorsement from someone who holds influence over the audience becomes really valuable. And it will result in far more new customers than something like a television advert. Because you might have noticed for lots of people, and especially younger people, just don't watch traditional television anymore. 
I haven't for many years. Why spend hours channel hopping when you can go and find exactly what you want to watch online? Streaming services like Netflix, they're now providing more specialist interest programs, knowing that they will find an audience. Just take a look at the Game Changers vegan documentary. But if you head over to YouTube, you can find something that could have been made just for you. Some YouTubers have made millions through channels that is just them playing a video game. And I don't mean a video games channel where they play lots of different games, but they just play one single game over and over again. And the people who watch it are the people who absolutely love that game and they want to get better at it. So they come back every day to see the latest videos. They want to get as good as the person playing the game or they want to find out what this expert thinks of the latest updates to the game. And these people, they gain huge influence over the people who watch and follow them. If a video game YouTuber with 10 million subscribers, and there are plenty out there, says that they use a special controller to play the game, or they've got a specific brand of gaming chair, or they drink a certain energy drink to keep them going and playing through the night, then their most loyal fans will go out and buy the same item. Or if a beauty blogger with hundreds of thousands of followers might recommend a specific product, saying it's the best they have ever used... This is why they're called influencers. They can influence the opinions, and if we're talking commercially, then the buying decisions are those people who follow them. But influencers aren't just YouTubers or Instagram stars. They may have other channels also, such as their email list, the blogs, podcasts like this one, and even the live events that they speak at. Now, there's a joke that influencers never have to buy their own clothes, and there's some truth to that. Because if you can get an influencer with a huge following wearing your brand, it gets you in front of a huge audience. But for most of us... We don't need to get our companies in front of millions. We don't need a huge audience. We need a targeted audience. And there's a big difference there. If you were to book a TV commercial on primetime television, you might reach millions of people. But out of those millions of people, maybe only a small percentage of your target customers. But you still need to also pay to reach the millions of people who are just not interested. But what if you could pay to show the same advert to just the people who are interested and not pay for the others? And this is where influencers offer a really interesting opportunity for your business because the most successful ones, they're not generic. They build up very specialist or niche audiences because the influencer is usually talking about very specific or niche topics and this naturally builds an engaged audience of people who are often semi-obsessive about that topic and if you're looking to promote a product or a business then you could see why that could be really valuable so if you're selling gluten-free vegan snack bars and you find a gluten-free vegan influencer and there are some out there i went and had a look then you know that everyone who is following that influencer they're potential customers for you 
The influencer has already done all the targeting for you by putting out lots of videos about living gluten-free, doing gluten-free vegan cooking demonstrations on their YouTube. They've been highlighting the best gluten-free vegan products they could find on their Instagram account. They've done all the hard work gathering together a collection of your ideal potential customers. And if their followers are that targeted and that engaged with the influencer, then getting your gluten-free vegan snack bars in front of an audience of a couple of thousand of gluten-free vegans is far better than talking to hundreds of thousands of generic vegans to who your product is just another snack bar. Get that influencer to mention your products to their followers and you're going to pick up some new customers. If they review and endorse your product, you'll pick up even more. If they tell their followers that this is the gluten-free vegan snack bar that they eat themselves day in, day out, and it's made them into the person they are today, then all of their followers are going to want to try your bar. Now, I'm not going to suggest that you try and jump straight into a partnership with some of the huge vegan influence, people like Earthling Ed, for example, but you might not have to. Because the one thing to remember is that many smaller or mid-level influencers have these really targeted, niche, loyal followings, and they can be really approachable too. And money doesn't always have to change hands with these people with smaller audiences. If you find a vegan YouTuber who your company aligns with perfectly, and if they completely believe in your mission and your product, there might be opportunities to set up mutually beneficial relationships with them. Now, don't go in expecting this because remember, they need to make a living too. But with smaller influencers, you might be able to give them a free supply of your product in return for a review or a regular ongoing mention. So let's take a look at how vegan influencers operate, how you can find them, how to approach them if you want to work with them to promote your business. And if you do want to work with influencers, it's important to understand not only how they earn a living, but also how they built up their audience in the first place. Because the key currency for being an influencer, it isn't dollars or pounds, it's trust. If you are an influencer, then your audience is everything. You can't be an influencer if you have no one to influence. But for people to follow you, in any sense of a word, they need to trust you and they need to respect you. And this is hugely important, especially with vegan influencers. We've had a number of high-profile cases where people who have made a living promoting a vegan lifestyle have then suddenly decided that they are not vegan anymore. Or we find out that they were secretly consuming some animal products away from the camera, and the effect on their audience is devastating. And you have to ask yourself, were these people really vegan in the first place? Did they ever really connect with the vegan cause or were they just doing it because veganism has a lot of interest right now and they thought they could get lots of views and likes? Because my own view is once you've made the connection between the animal and what's on your plate, and I mean really make the connection, there's not really any way back. And if you betray the trust of the people who are following you, in part because of your ethics, then you have lost your audience potentially forever. 
an audience needs to both like and trust the person they are following to value their opinion. They don't want to find out that the person they're following has been secretly consuming dairy whilst telling us how cruel animal farming is. We don't want to find out that the money the influencer is making is being used to support unethical practices. And just as importantly, we don't want to feel that they see us as just a group of people to sell to. Now, the really good vegan influencers, and by good, I mean the ethical ones who are doing it for all the right reasons, they constantly wrestle with how much they should be selling to their audience. And they ask themselves all the time, when did they last do a product promo? Have they been doing too many of them recently? Are they coming across as too salesy? Are they promoting too many companies in between making their vegan content? Because retaining the trust of their audience is everything to them. And the reason that this commercialization is a fine line to walk for many growing influencers is because as they build an audience, the amount of time that they need to put into creating content and interacting with the audience, it just has to increase. But they need to make a living somehow. People think that YouTubers make lots of money from the adverts that show before their videos, but this is only ever trickle income at the best. You might be shocked to learn that an average YouTuber will only make about $0.01 per person who watches an advert before their video. And to receive that $0.01, the person watching needs to actually watch the whole advert, or at least the first 30 seconds, for it to count. So if you skip an advert after three seconds, the YouTuber, they get nothing. So most of these people, they need to turn to other revenue streams, such as promoting products or becoming brand ambassadors to be able to keep putting out their content. So it means it's a constant balancing act. How does someone retain trust with the people who follow them, but still make a living out of that audience? And once you know that this is a battle that all influencers face, then you can approach them understanding where they are coming from. And this is really important. You can approach knowing what kind of deal they will be looking to make. So, for example, as I already mentioned, some influencers with smaller audiences will often feature a product for free if it's on brand for what they talk about and if you're willing to send them a free sample. In fact, for some... This is why they set up their channel in the first place, just to get free vegan products. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a hobby rather than their main income. And they might only have a thousand or so subscribers and each of their videos maybe only gets a hundred views, but that's fine. It's costing you nothing to be part of that apart from a free sample. And finding 10 channels like this might actually get your product seen by a thousand people. Some might also like to interview you. And again, this is a really good way to practice your presentation skills. Trust me, it's better to make all those mistakes on the videos that only get 100 views than the ones that get several thousand. Do some research. Remember, YouTube is also a search engine, so search for vegan product reviews and just keep scrolling down until you get to the smaller influencers or the playlists by people who just do vegan product reviews. Look at what kind of products they're reviewing and get in touch. Offer them a free sample or an interview in return for a review on their channel. For influencers who have bigger audiences, this same approach can work. 
but understand what they are looking for and put yourself in their shoes. So often, I've heard people complain that they sent an offer of a free sample to a vegan YouTuber to feature on their channel, and they simply emailed back a price list. Well, what are you expecting? Would you expect to send your product to your local TV channel, and for them just to make an air and advert for you in return for free? Yes, they're vegan, just like you. They support the vegan cause, just like you. But they need to make a living. And yours was probably the 10th request they received that day, which is why you got a templated reply. The bigger audience an influencer has, the more approaches they get from people wanting them to promote their products to this audience. So, Ella Mills, known better as Deliciously Ella, has over 2 million followers on Instagram. Fully Raw Christina Carrillo Buckerham has over a million subscribers to her YouTube channel. Now, we know to get to these numbers that these people are likely talking to audiences far beyond just vegans. And this means that even if you have a product that goes straight to their heart, you're unlikely to even be able to start a conversation with them. Influencers that are explicitly talking to vegans, such as Earthling Ed or Joey Carbstrong, they might have hundreds of thousands of followers rather than millions. But because their audience is so defined, so targeted and so engaged with them and they hold them in such high regard, they can get hundreds of approaches every week by companies wanting to tap into that. Companies know that these influencers' followers trust them and they want to use that trust to promote something and again i've had people tell me that they sent these people details of really worthwhile vegan causes and they just never engaged but if you saw the sheer amount of requests that they received daily then you would understand why you never got a reply So maybe look down the table a little bit first. Find the influencer who has tens of thousands of followers instead of hundreds of thousands. And more importantly, find the influencers who have some affinity with your company and can see the relevance of your business or product for their audience. So for example, if they're a health-based vegan influencer, then you're unlikely to get far talking to them about your vegan junk food. Okay, so how else do you find influencers to work with? Well, if you're a regular listener, then you will know how much I bang on about customer research, because the best way to find new customers is to take the customers you already have and talk to them. Make them your best friends. Learn everything you can about them to understand how they make their buying decisions. And then you can use that information to find more people just like them. So if you want to know what influence you should work with to get in front of your target customers, just go and ask your current customers who they follow. And don't just ask them about the big name vegan influencers they follow. Ask them about the more niche channels. Ask them who they follow that no one has ever heard of. Because perhaps they follow a vegan beauty blogger that only has a couple of thousand followers, but she talks about a really specific skin problem that your product solves. And she might be the perfect person for you to work with. Once you've found someone who looks like a fit for your product or business, look back over their recent content and just see how often they're mentioning products or doing promos. If they're already regularly featuring a product similar to what you sell, it might be that they're unable to work with another company offering the same thing. 
If an influencer is already affiliated with one brand of vegan protein powder, for example, they probably won't be willing to promote another alongside it. And once you've found an influencer you want to work with, the next question then becomes, how do you actually get in touch with them and what will they want in return? Because, as I've already said, the more people someone has following them, the harder it is to get a message through to them. Now, Lisa recently interviewed Paul Curtin for Vegan Business Tribe. And Paul is a vegan fitness influencer, better known as Hench Herbivore. And he is massive. I mean, physically, he's one of the most rippling and muscle-bound vegans you will meet. And he told us how in the early days, when he was building his audience, he used to reply to every single YouTube comment and reply to every direct message. Now... He doesn't even look at his DMs just because of the sheer volume of messages that get sent through to him. And in influencer stakes, he's not an earthling Ed. He has about 50,000 subscribers, but his audience is so engaged with the content he puts out that the interaction he gets is the equivalent to people with far bigger audiences. So as soon as you start approaching influencers who have these large followings, then you're probably not going to get through to them on the platforms that they operate on. It's just going to be too busy. Larger influencers will also have agents and assistants that you need to talk to first. But these mid-level influencers, try just sending them an email. Or a trick that Lisa uses all the time, go find them on a platform where they don't have so much traffic and interaction and send them a message there. Lisa has got in touch with some really high-profile people in the vegan world by simply sending them a message on LinkedIn. And it's gone straight through to their phone and they've replied almost straight away just because no one ever contacts them on there. But usually... If an influencer has a large following, they will have a formal way for you to get in contact with them. And it might be an email address or a contact form on their website. But before you send them a message, understand that their admin time is really limited. So although a vague reach out, you know, something like, hey, I love your work, we should really do something together, that might seem like a nice, relaxed way to start a conversation with them. But unless you are a really famous brand or a big name in veganism yourself that they want to work with, it's unlikely to get much of a response back. Work out what you want from them, and especially what you're prepared to give in return before making contact. Now, especially if they're a more well-known vegan influencer, do you want them to review your product on their channel? Or maybe you're offering them a free supply of what you do in return to making them a brand ambassador. Or maybe you're going to run an ongoing campaign. You want them to produce a series of videos or posts in conjunction with their company and you're offering to pay for this. Or do you want them to appear at one of your events? Just be straight right from the start. And if you're offering to pay for a single product endorsement, then don't hope for a string of other favours on the back of that. If you simply want to know how much for them to do something, then simply ask. There are some great tools that influencers can use to work out how many people they're talking to and converting that figure into a fair fee for brands wanting to use their influence. So most will be able to give you rates for doing this. Also note that your first message to them 
might be the only time you get their full attention. So get all the information across about your company, your products and your mission in a clear and concise way without needing a back and forth conversation to find out more details. Remember that their integrity is key to building and keeping their loyal followers. So tell them why your product is a really good fit for their audience. If you want to work with an influencer because you know that they only include products that don't have plastic packaging, then make it clear that your product meets this criteria so they don't have to come back to you and ask. For example, on the Vegan Business Tribe website, we only include interviews with experts who are vegan themselves. But I constantly need to ask people who send me a message if they are actually vegan before we can get into a real conversation. And many of them, they're simply not. So if your influencer is vegan, make it clear that you're vegan too, that your product is vegan and that you run a vegan company. Because once they build bigger audiences, vegan influencers get non-vegan companies approaching them all the time. So use what you have in common to connect with their ethics. If they believe in the ethics of your company and they believe in your mission, they will be likely to give you a lot more in return. And if you don't hear back first time, don't get disheartened. These can be really busy people and anyone who makes themselves high visibility gets lots of messages coming through to them. And it might be that they saw your message and they meant to respond, but something else just took their attention away. Or it might be that they've just done something similar with another company recently. Or like I said at the start, that they feel they've been promoting too many products to their followers. And so they're just not taking opportunities at the moment. So build a list of people that you want to work with and that you're going to approach and send them your message. And when you get to the end of the list, go back to the top and resend your message again a couple of weeks later to any that haven't responded, just in case they missed it. Always be warm and personal and understand if they don't respond, it's not because they are being rude. You just haven't seen what their inbox is like. And I think the final bit of advice I can give is put yourself into an influencer's shoes. They need to make content. They don't just want to make money. They also want interesting things to share with their audience. So if you are going to send them a product sample, for example, make sure that what you send them is visually interesting. Put it in some amazing packaging so they can do an unboxing video. Make opening your product an experience that they will want to share. Be creative. What ideas can you come up with to help them create great content where your product or business is part of that? Can you yourself deliver some specialist knowledge that will be of interest to their followers, but they don't cover themselves? Put some effort into helping them with some great content ideas. Set them a challenge or just make them smile. If you make vegan cupcakes, for example, can you make some with their face on top as a transfer? If you make a vegan beer, can you create a limited run in honour of them? Or maybe you run an animal sanctuary and you're trying to raise money to build a new shelter. Can you ask the influencer if you can name the building after them and invite them to come and visit and record the construction or the opening to raise some publicity for your campaign? 
Most vegan influencers, they reserve a proportion of their time for charities and worthy causes that they want to get behind. And I've been fortunate to meet a number of vegan influencers, and they're all really amazing people, and they really want to help everyone they can, but they can't. They get so many approaches that they have to turn most of them down. So do something to really make yours stand out. Okay, so hopefully that's given you a little bit of inspiration. Start reaching out and engaging with influencers. Because remember, it's our job to support them also, especially if they're campaigning or they're taking the vegan message out to the masses. Let's just round up what we've talked about in some bullet point reminders just to finish off. Point one. The internet means that you can now find extremely specialist content, almost as if it was made just for you. This means that people have been able to build really specialist audiences. Point two. The reason this is important is because often your business doesn't need to reach huge audiences. You need to reach targeted audiences. And these influencers, they've already done the hard work in building the audience for you. Point three, the bigger an audience an influencer or a YouTuber has, the more time they need to spend servicing the audience. So influencers with smaller audiences, they may view it as a hobby and so be more open to working with you in return for free products or maybe doing an interview with them. But those with larger audiences, they need to earn a living from it. So expect them to ask for some kind of payment in return. And that leads to point four. Few people can earn a living just from YouTube advert payments. They get micro amounts of these, meaning they'd need to get millions of views on each video to be able to survive from it. Point five. If you don't know what influencers to approach, just ask your customers who they follow. And not just the big names, dig down into the smaller influencers too. Point six, the bigger the influencer, the harder it is to talk to them. Direct messages just won't get read. So look for other platforms where you can engage with them or contact them through email or through their website. Point seven, work out what you want from an influencer before getting in touch and then give them all the information they need in a concise way and be clear about what you want and what you are offering in return. Point eight, Keep trying to get through and don't be disheartened if you don't hear back the first time. Wait a couple of weeks and then try again or try a different way to contact them. And point nine, just get creative. Think about what will give them great content. Set them a challenge. Name one of your products after them or make your company just stand out in some way to them. And one last thing to add if you want to know more about what it's like from the influencer's side, then go watch that video interview that I mentioned earlier with Hench Herbivore on the Vegan Business Tribe website. Paul and his partner Gemma really give Lisa all the inside knowledge on being a vegan influencer and how they like to be approached. And they're just a great couple of ethical vegans too. Or perhaps if you want to be a vegan influencer yourself, then in the interview, they tell you how they got started and they give you quite a few tips as well. Just go to the content page on Vegan Business Tribe and search for Hench Herbivore or probably just search for Hench and the video will still come up. So, 
That's it for this episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then I'm going to try and use my influence now on you and ask if you can tap the subscribe button or leave us a five-star review if your platform lets you do that. Or even better, why not share a link to this podcast with any other vegan businesses that you know so that we can help even more vegan businesses grow and become successful. And if you want more, then do head over to the Vegan Business Tribe website and that's where you'll find lots more free information and content like this. Or as I said at the start, you can also be part of our paid monthly membership and that gives you access to our full online community and all our events, our business clinics, or just to chat with Lisa and myself in the forums about your business or business idea. So, Thank you so much for listening. I always really appreciate you giving me your time. And it's like we're becoming best mates now. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. <laughs>